Hello, this is the 10th of January 2019 on a Thursday. This is Liffy Sound 96.4 and this is the big kickoff. He was back on Monday night in a tribute to Mean Gene Oakland, uh, the old Hulkster. Did you take your vitamins, kids? Um, yeah, me, well, poor old uh, said uh, the voice of the WWF and then into WWE. Mean Gene passed away and Hulkster's back along with a few other pals apparently over the next few days are going to be on doing various things, but the Hulkster was back. So anyway. He, he was he was just a, a legend in interviewing. Yeah. Because he played along with Let me tell you so something, well. Mean Gene. Uh, just it was that it was that first phrase every time he asked a question and he just gets into his rant and ah it was it, it was great days it was our it was our um it was our youth basically yeah but uh, yeah sad old mean Gene but anyway welcome to the big kickoff here on ninety six point four Liffy Sounds you can also find us on the TuneIn app uh, on all formats. Every- we're everywhere. We're on because I was like, I just see. Well, I'm not very tech savvy. You can find I? us on TuneIn app, Insta, Instabook, uh, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> SoundCloud. Yeah, everywhere, and on the wireless. Every st- <laughs> in Luca. <laughs> yeah, don't go beyond uh, the blanch exit of the M50, and you lose us. As I found out one day. But anyway, obviously, what's coming up is plenty of transfer window talk. It is. A lot more busier than I than most Januaries. Most Januaries are quite boring. There's usually one move where you that, go, oh, that's yeah. good. And it sparks off all the other moves. But all of a sudden, there's, there's so a lot of them many floating around. Them. Yeah, so um, many. So it's very interesting. And obviously, definitely a little look back on the FA Cup. Personally, I want to bring it up in the sense that it was so non-existent over the, over the weekend. Very little talk. For me, I, I, it wasn't in the front of my face a lot. And it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, and we have sad and stuff that, like yeah. that. Obviously, the Heineken Cups come well. It's not oh, European Champions Cup, whatever it's called now. Massive weekend for Leinster this week, and it's massive because they better get to that final scene as I'm going. So no pressure <laughs> on Leinster uh, at home to Toulouse, amongst other things, and plenty more to come. So we are kicking off with Irish, as as we always do, and I, I forced this on him again. It's his favourite band in every the other whole month. wide world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase Abbey, that good thing. It's one of them slow build-ups. Hold on. Can you press pause and press play? See, there's a little knob called a uh, knob. <laughs> 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 
called uh, Second PC, and I'm supposed to put that up. So I've just done that now. So if you don't mind, this is Chase Nabby with That Good Thing. There you go. That was Chase and Abby with that good thing here on Liffy Sound 96.4. This is the big kick out with me, Dave, and you, Roy. Shanahan. <laughs> that's, that's <a> <laughs> Roy Shanahan. <laughs> so, what's the story? How are you? Uh, brilliant. And I'm actually l- loving the transfer window. I love the transfer window. It, it's a proper, hate, it's uh, a proper one this year. Yeah. But for I hate, January. I hate, but you know when it's September's finished? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or it was August this year. Yeah. But when that's finished, it's just story after lie yeah. after we have to fill the papers. But now there is a bit of substance to a lot of the rumours. Do you miss... Um, I think... In the old days, when well, Jesus, it wasn't that old. I think it was from a. I think it was from about March. He couldn't sign a player, but other than that, the rest of the season, you was fair game. I think it was up to March. Yeah, it was up to March, wasn't yeah. it? And I, then it was back on again in the summer once the season was over. I, I, I didn't think it disrupted it that much, did it? I think that they should have it all the way up until the end of January, and yeah, then you can't. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're, you're you're still a half a season. You've made your bed, couldn't kind of you? Made your bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, maybe March is a bit too late in the day, yeah. but you're definitely missing out on something. And at the start of this season, when the English clubs were finished and the rest of Europe wasn't, it, it doesn't make sense. And it might help with the fees as well. It might bring them down a little bit because some people are being held to ransom and no doubt people know which clubs are kind of desperate. Say, I'm not saying it's United, but say there's one or two teams who are kind of just above relegation or just below Champions League. They know they're going to try and sneak an extra five or ten million out of them because yeah. they really need a player yeah. or they're really, or if somebody's having an injury crisis like Liverpool at the moment and need a centre half, apparently the, one of the rumours, just to kick one off, they tried to get James Tarkovsky on loan okay. from Burnley and uh, apparently they said no and stuck a 50 million price tag on him. So there you go. As is that right? Oh, no, nothing against it at all, not one bit. But that's. That's the craziness of the window. While if they had fair game across the board, yeah, it's a funny one. But it's an interesting one this year because last year was a bit quiet. I think Liverpool's Van Dijk move was a big move and wasn't mm. much else. But this year, it's, there's a lot of moves. There's a lot of movements going on. One of them that's kind of breaking at the moment is this one here. Ooh. Is that Barcelona have renewed their interest in signing William from Chelsea? A proposed deal that would see Malcolm move to Stamford Bridge. I think that'd be a good move. I think it's a great move for very, Barcelona, yeah, not so much for not for Chelsea. So speaking of Chelsea, because that's one of the rumours that I, I've seen. Apparently, the, his representative has arrived in London. Higuain to Chelsea. You see, I think he's could he work at Chelsea? I think he could work, but is he any different? Why do they keep, why do they keep going for mm. the same type of player? Like Morata's not working in the system that yeah. Chelsea has. So why are they going for the same type of player? And I'm not being and he's not mobile at all. Exactly. I was going to say he wouldn't even be as mobile as Morata. No. And I'm, that's the worry I have. Is he going to be one of these players, a bit like Soldado at Spurs, a great guy who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net, but will do nothing else. Yeah. So everyone else has to do the work from him. Higuain will be the same. He'll just stand there and get into pockets. And when everyone else does, and while he can finish, there's no doubt. Hundred percent. So I, I don't know if that's the way. I, I don't know that if that's the type of England. player. It, he, it worked. Before Saturday, because that's the type of player they wanted there with Diego Costa. But it doesn't work with Saturday's football, I don't think. Mm. A, lot, a lot of football has been treaded through with, with Saturday. That's a strange one for me now, mm. if, if that happens. But yeah, by all accounts, it's definitely uh, it's moving and it's 
not a kind of a speculation one. It's kind of like it's fairly well down the line. And then there's other moves in Seville. Seville need to shift somebody in order for Morata to go there. Like so, there's a kind of a three or four moves, and once that happens. Who knows? So I can see you getting up West Ham's, which is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, Marco Anoutovic, I thought when there was an offer coming in from, I said, well, this is one of the big teams. This China. Could, this could be a, a top six team mm. in England or maybe someone who's interested in Spain. Yeah. China. Yeah, and apparently he wants to move. I put it I put it in our, in inverted commas on my page here, but allegedly he wants to move. It says, it says here, keen to move. Why? Is it just money? It has to be just money. Of yeah. course it is at this stage. But I mean, he's not old enough to be thinking of just he's money. 29. Yeah, but he's not that old. But, listen. You think when, t- 33. His brother's his representative, so he gets a share of the pie as well. So you could have the wrong people around you going, listen, let's do this. We're all happy. Maybe that builds into his character where he's good one week, next this, week. This kind maybe, of stuff. Maybe it's just not, he's, he's not a winner. This kind of stuff will annoy most people, but it's been around now for long enough that this happens. So if it happens for him, it'd be like, well, this is typical of certain players. Yeah. Good luck. He, like, and plus these are foreign players in England. They, they have no affiliation to these clubs the way your homegrown players do so when you get your foreign guy in who's great don't get used to them they will go they all go yeah. they all go. they all leave Philip Zabi <laughs> Louis Suarez they all go Fernando they all leave West Ham said they're not going to sell yeah Pellegrini said has here we know we have a good what we have in Marco a very good player so yeah. maybe a lot of clubs may want them to play for their team <coughs> but he is a player of West Ham well they're in uh, he's under contract so of course they can um, it's as simple as that and they're on a bit of a good run of form and they'll probably want to stay as high as they can and they've a couple of good players obviously Rice is back in form Felipe Anderson is really starting to settle in they have the basis of a decent side but maybe it's a case of listen son right I know you've made your bed now but you're sticking it out till the summer and then we'll shift you but in January Maybe that's why they want to keep him because it'll be a, it'll be hard to replace him yeah. for the six months. So I don't be surprised if he doesn't go. He'll definitely be gone in the summer after this mess now, if he wants to go. One of the players, and of course, this is kind of going into the rumor territory. But one of the players touted to jump into his spot would be Callum Wilson from mm-hmm. if West Ham have said shown their interest before in him and uh, reckoned that if he moved on that Callum Wilson now, now you would have to get Callum Wilson first <coughs> before <coughs> you, you, you let him out of see this job. is the beauty of the drama of January mm. and hence why yeah we're willing to let him go but no way you have to wait until we get a player and if they don't get a player he doesn't go I think that'd be potentially an upgrade I think so too yeah well he, does, he, he has fit. done well now in fairness problems. he has done well in Outerbridge um, hasn't he of course he has and for, it's definitely his West best Ham. run like he's, he was decent at Stoke but he definitely went up a notch at West Ham without mm. a shadow of a doubt big fish but I, small pond yeah probably that's the type, maybe that's his, his type yeah. um, if he goes to a Chelsea uh, that, the, he was, that was one of the rumours a week or two ago he could disappear you know um, it could be too big for him some players do it they shirk away from it, so it's very, very interesting. And uh, obviously, you're shining up Mr. Unai Emery, who was crying into his poor box. Yeah, confirmed that they're only signing loan players in January. See, there is a case for this, or making swap deals, mm. because again, you, as you said, people can put their their price up to 50, 60, 80, yeah. mad numbers. They can just pick a number and, and put it up there. Mm. So he's looking maybe for loan players, but the loan players he's looking for, Dennis Suarez, yeah, it'd be. He'd be a good player. He'd be a good player. It's very hard to get into that Barcelona team. And you have six months to woo him. Look, yeah. at, look, look at London. Look at this. Look at how we play. I could build it around you. And all of a sudden, he's over 
for 30 or 40 million instead of a 100 million this month if you know what I mean yeah. so yeah I can see where he's coming from and obviously he could be known with Ramsey I think it's not till the end of the season now but it's very strong rumours that it's going to be a done deal with Juventus yeah um, and but it's going to be for the, the summer the talk is Juventus have to get rid of a player to get Ramsey <laughs> in it's unreal isn't it so and they reckon Kadira is the the main man ah, they, uh, well I'd to like go. to think they'd be able to shift him but just a little side note in relation to Juve just how good are they at business getting into sort of like sort of, uh, Pogba free Pirlo free Danny Alves and now potentially Aaron Ramsey they seem to be the kings of getting these free. good solid players on yeah. the freebies and yeah. they're, they're just, they've got money as, as well when you think about it yeah. look at they got Ronaldo so they, they, there's no denying they've got money no, they've, but they're very very shrewd and the top of the league and they've won the league how many times now? Yeah. There you go. It's interesting. It's a rush to space with that one. So yeah, there's another one where it's the sum of all parts with Aaron Ramsey, but it looks like the likely destination of Juventus. I think it's a great move from, and it's good to see some of them not being so shackled now of having to stick in the UK and they can mm. go off and prosper somewhere else. I'm not like, I, and he's still young enough, but you look at Sancho, apparently there's a lot of rumours and I for one would love to see him stick around at Dortmund because of the fact that he could go to one of the big clubs and then just disappear again. But by all accounts, he said, no, he wants to stick around and he's happy to play consistent football. So at least for another season or two, you might see him still stay out there before. Eventually, he'll buckle probably and be sucked in by one of the bigger bigger boys. Now, tonight, Barcelona are playing Levante oh, in yeah. the Copa del Rey, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And Coutinho has been named in the squad, hasn't it? He's yeah. named in the team. And there's been a link with but Coutinho and United. Pinch of salt when you only hit, see it once. If it starts coming up a little bit more, you kind of go, all right, there's something. I've only heard it at once. I'm not saying, listen, this could easily happen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I heard that about three or four days ago and it hasn't really kind of come back since. So it'll be very much like, yeah, we'll watch this space. But it hasn't, he hasn't settled in. If I was a big club, I'd be biting at Barcelona at him because he, some players just don't suit certain clubs or it just doesn't happen. And he's not a bad player overnight, as we know, and he's still 25, 26. Yeah. So it, there's definitely a good reason for clubs to be out there having a bite and having a sniff around and seeing if they'd be interested, let them go. Because Barcelona are a bit of a... They're at that... I don't know. It's a, it's a, do you keep somebody like him and try and force him in? But it, they're very much in transition and they really have to start forward planning now because Messi and Ronaldo, like, and even Rivet, like you're only talking a couple of more years. Yeah, like, they're, really. not, they're not here forever. So uh, if he's not the answer, go make your money off him now and don't sell him in a couple of years' time for half of what you pay for him. Mm. Well, it, there, I mean, there's a lot of talk about big players yeah. moving. There's a lot of talk about Neymar coming back to Barcelona. But um, there's also rumours of it's he might struggle to get the move because of uh, lack of form at PSG at the minute and, mm. of course, a bad result again at the... Uh, it was their first... It was a uh, bottom of the table side... Um, oh, was a game gone in the League Cup there the other night? Uh, very disappointing display, apparently. Very much like, and a lot of the boy, big boys were there, including Neymar. Yeah. And it never happened. They were beating two one. So he's kind of the rumours there that he's playing himself out of a big move back to Spain with his attitude. Levante to Barcelona nil at halftime. At the moment, uh, Coutinho started, Busquets started. It's uh, it's it's Osama. It's basically their second team. Yeah, or their periphery yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of team but Dennis Suarez is on the bench Roberto Arthur so there's no none of the big big lads are yeah. there but uh, they won't like that either and just to finish on uh, like we'll come back with one or two a little more because there's a few kind of rumours with uh, our, our Irish boys uh, around uh, the English leagues but Ibai Gomez you know him well yeah who? Ibai Gomez yeah yeah, 
He is with High Flying Alaves. They're currently above Real Madrid at the moment. He's going back to Atletico Bilbao, Athletic Bilbao to help them uh, avoid relegation. So he's jumping ship from near the top of the table to go to somebody who's just over. Basically, you know the way the rumours over the last couple of days of Ander Herrera and Fernando Larte, yeah. people are thinking, Jesus, Bilbao got money. No, they only signed Basque players, yeah. people from the Basque region think. So they're obviously going back to some of their homegrown and maybe hoping to tug in the heartstrings a little bit going, we're in a bit of butter here. Anyone Come but Iboy Gomez has answered the bat signal. So he's and he's going back and he's jumped ship from Alaves to go back and uh, hopefully keep them uh, in, the, in La Liga. Uh, obviously, Herrera and the others, I think Herrera's happy to stay. Lorente... Maybe at the end of the season, possibly, because well, is, they, is they, he happy to sit there and rot on the bench? Sports, well, sports won't is. let him go. Yeah, they, he, he, they're only backup. Well, they have <laughs> Son who's yeah. there, but even if Son got injured, he's, yeah, he, he, they won't let him go. So it's interesting. But yeah, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about one or two of the Irish rumours that are coming back in relation to the transfer window season a bit. You're listening to Liffey Sound on ninety six point four FM. Yes, there you go. As said, Liffy Sound 96.4, the big kickoff here with me and, I was going to say me and Dave. Dave and Roy. <laughs> me, myself and I. <laughs> Great, Jim. We'll play that in the next hours, will we? Um, so yeah, the Irish boys, uh, James McCarthy, our midfielder who's been missing for the last year and yeah. he's only slowly coming back to Everton. There's a strong rumour about Bournemouth trying to get him on loan for the rest of the season. Mm. Potential good move there, I think. If Well, he needs, he's starting to rot in there. Needs game he? time. Even End though he's getting the injuries, he's still starting to rot in there. So yeah, unfortunately. And then obviously it's scattering pace now at the minute, the rumours of Man City interested in Rice, but as a long-term replacement for Fernandinho. Now, if anything, there's that is pressure because it's obvious. Do you know the way everyone goes on about Aguero and your Sterlings and all that? He missed two or three games. They lost two they or three lost games. Two or three, and it yeah. goes to show you the difference. And the difference he made, I watched back the game. Obviously, we were here when the game was on last week. Himself and Bernardo Silva were superb. They covered everywhere and just shut down uh, everything that Liverpool threw at them. Um, and he obviously is the, the anchor of that team. So he's 33. Obviously, they have to look at it. But um, yeah, get him in earlier. Whoever you're thinking of replacing him, get him in early and say, here, watch him for a year or two. And well, if you're great, close to that, fair enough. It'd be great if he was Irish. If he's not Irish. <laughs> yeah, and Burton. I suppose we'll briefly mention it because uh, it's it's one of these. Who cares at this stage? Why is, oh, I Just don't make your why it's up. being dragged out. Yeah. Why, why is it's there imminent. an announcement that there's going to be an announcement? I don't yeah, get that. Anyone who hasn't known, it's come out today that yeah, the, the his decision is imminent in whether he sticks with Ireland or jumps ship to England. Whatever. Listen. Make your decision and we'll, we'll move on and we'll talk about it then. But if it happens, it happens. So, and in other Irish news, I don't think there's any others in the English league. And if there is, I haven't seen it. But they're the kind of the two big ones at the moment. They're, yeah. they're being heavily rumoured. Seamus Coleman's interesting situation, isn't it? <sighs> is, he's still in the team at the minute. No, I think he got... He got he, oh, he, he, what's his name? I can't think of the guy who's going ahead of him. But yeah, he's, he's under a bit of pressure. Hmm. And then, of course, there's a lot of... We've talked about it and there's a few articles going. Well, Mick... Have you, got it, have you got it in the togs and start Matt Doherty? That doesn't mean fit Coleman in somewhere else, but it's very much a lot of people are saying, yeah, this guy's got a... Well, form, he's got a we've start. always said, international football yeah. can be about form. So, so all of a sudden you're out of the Irish setup and the Everton setup. You're it's, a it's, 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 a, it's a tough time. And he's still only, what, 29, 30? So and listen, what, what you have home to, from. And what you have to ask is, is it just him coming back from an injury and he's not fully 100% or is it that the legs are getting a little bit tireder and he's because he's but see, yeah you're right you're, and in fairness th- there is no blueprint some players can go till 37, 38 yeah. and still be fair and some guys are done at 30 and th- we all know that injury like we only started off with this show and we were doing a mock show and when 
we seen the video it was yeah. shocking you know would would his leg fully recover from that maybe not maybe that was a bad one so it was shocking so yeah maybe the legs unfortunately aren't there and it could be a kind of a, a slow slippery slow front but who's to say we hope not because um, he's a great servant for both Everton and Ireland so here's hoping uh, any more that you want to finish up with uh, just Gabardini from Southampton to Sampdoria yeah. potentially for 10.8 million he started off flying and just fell away. Fell I don't on a cliff know. and fell and jumped off. It, it was again. You have to question because there's a lot of players there who weren't doing it, and now all of a sudden they are under the new manager. Does it, were they playing a game that was suited to them? It's a bit like the Murata. Murata can't be as poor as they're making him out uh. to be. You know, he is a good goal it scorer. It, so. it blatantly happens in in clubs, and I, that's why I hate when some. People like you or I, or when you're talking to mates in the pub, where oh, he's brutal because he's like, it's like Salah was brutal at Chelsea, but it's like, well, the last two years he's been good at Roma. Like, that's what I'm more looking at. And of course, now he's trying to fight being one of the top three or four players in the world. Like, mm. that's the way it goes. And, you know, you have to open up your eyes. So some players come in and it just doesn't work. Like, as soon as I seen Benteke playing his first game for Liverpool, it was obvious. It was like, yeah, not going to happen. He just doesn't suit it. Like, I'm not saying he's exactly like Klopp, but Rogers likes the pressing as well. He likes mobile players. And you could see it straight away. He stuck out like a sore thumb, even though he was the hottest ticket to buy as a striker at the time. Yeah. But that Villa played to his strengths. It was as simple as that. Mm. And if another team done it, he'd score another 20 goals in a season. It's just one of them things. And that's where managers earn their crust. They buy him the right players that fit their systems. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And uh, and as for this one, go on. Callum Hudson, the die. Oh, I'll just go, mate. Like, I'd love to see him go. But this came from really nowhere, mm. didn't it? And, mm. and all of a sudden now he's played a couple of games. Chelsea are getting a bit fearful. Yeah. But he is one of the players that seemingly they were given the best chance out of all of the, the latest crop. And now Bayern Munich are putting fierce pressure on them to... to well, to sell. Yeah. Without knowing anything in the background, I guarantee you Munich would have had him on a list since the tournaments that he I can't remember which one because there was three in a row I don't know whether he was with the 17s or 18s that's why I think all these German clubs are trying to handpick some of these they really look at that and they've been probably watching him for a long time and said right now now's the chance and now's the time but not only that though Ribery and, and, and Robin aren't signing new contracts and they're 35 and 36 yeah so there's actually. a spot there so they're rebuilding Bayern Munich and let's face it if they're spending 30 and 35 million I don't care what anyone says they will give him a chance and they'll yeah. give him every chance yeah. um, will Chelsea do it? I don't know I, I, I don't think so Yeah. for him I'd say just do it for a year or two even Yeah. and build yourself in so that the big boys can come back if you want I, I would if, somebody, if I was somebody who cared for him I was in his team I, I'd tell him to seriously look at well, it well Chelsea's record with youth <laughs> hasn't been <laughs> phenomenal it's a farm so, yeah, predominantly so. it's a farm uh, if, yeah, I think if I was him, I'd go to Bayern Munich yeah. and uh, good, learn a different culture as well. So it could be the making of him. Simple as that. Yeah. Look at Sancho and even Adamola Luckman hasn't been the same player since he came back from uh, from Germany. Um, and there's a few people having a little sniff around, but it's not really happening. So I'd say he regrets not being there. You know, yeah. not not sticking around. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a watch this space. But I I personally would love to see him do it, and I'd I'd be interested because I think they'd really give him a fair crack at a whip yeah. and being around them good players could be nothing but good for him yeah. Timothy Weah <sighs> your dad was a legend your dad was a legend George your dad is Weah. the president isn't he? of Liberia yeah, yeah he is now uh, Timothy Weah has joined Celtic on loan for the rest of the season after Paris Saint-Germain agreed to allow and he's a US international as well yeah he played, I think he's played four games yeah for, uh, I think he he came on or he started against Ireland remember the friendly last year where it was very much a young side hmm. and he showed up but yeah look it, 
who knows it's a watch this space we didn't think too much of Musa Dembele when he went up there and he could be that another version of it well see this is the thing but they've, they've had they, Celtic have had a couple of players up there Edouard has gone up yeah he's and, from Paris Saint-Germain as well and he hasn't sparkled this year he's, he was brilliant last year now mm. he's signed full t- uh, a full contract and hasn't been brilliant and no. now they're talking uh, Brendan Rodgers was talking about Timothy Weah playing the number 9 role mm. getting in behind players and stuff like that so yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I don't know. And Oliver Burke went up as well, Oliver who Burke. famously went to Rebel Leipzig from Nottingham Forest. That's right. I'm sure he's young as well, isn't he? He's 22, 23 yeah. or whatever, but he's been with West Brom and it hasn't really happened there. So this would be, it'd be very interesting to see him go up there because this would be like, listen, this is your chance to spring bar back into relevance again. So yeah. if he has the right attitude, it could be a great move from. So it, it'll be a watch this space, but they have to because Rangers are all over, snapping at the heels. And I think the foe could be a masterstroke, even if he gets 10 goals for the rest of the season. It could be, it could be a masterstroke. Rangers have had chance after chance and you, they've missed plenty of yeah. chances. The foe won't miss chances. <laughs> you know it. So. Legs or no legs, he'll still know how to put that ball yeah. in the back of the net. It's as simple as that. Who else did they sign? Oh, Stephen Davis. Yeah, six month long. Super, super move. So <laughs> solid player St- up until obviously this year we're still doing a great job of so a huge amount of experience gone up there now as well a bit in the dressing room so all of a sudden now Mike calm down Morelos <laughs> well, now t- talk talk to me about that the, the kicking and the stamping and then he's mad but getting let away with it yeah because I don't think he got charged he, he was right on the line a few times at, at the Celtic game like right on the line and I'd say if the ref had caught him properly he probably would have done something about it I'm not saying he would have sent him off but he definitely probably would have but there, it was retrospective but retrospective they did nothing they did nothing yeah and that's not the first time remember he got sent off he got sent off in the very first game of the season for who were they playing Hearts I think it was Hearts yeah and he kicked one there and lads up the arse basically <laughs> got sent that. off and then it was turned over for them mm. what is there a bit of blue going on there yeah <laughs> uh, who <laughs> Real Madrid Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Real Madrid New signing Brahim, Brahim Diaz. Diaz Said he had no choice But to leave Manchester City And sign for the club Of his dreams This is a big thing Did you hear Pep Guardiola Talking about it During the week No I'm going to have to be honest He what Basically what he said Was that The teams The top teams In England Need to have B teams In the uh, who, teams, Lower leagues Yeah Yeah that are competing for relegation yeah. and promotion and everything. He says, because otherwise those teams won't be able to keep on, hang on to those type of players yeah. like Diaz yeah. because they, they can't fit them in straight away because they're so strong, mm. but they will eventually. Yeah, and, and, Real and, then get, and I presume a few of the others, they have teams yeah. in, I think Real Madrid's team are currently in the second division. I think Barcelona's in the third, but they do flip-flop. And I think one year, in the last maybe 10 years one of them actually did win the league or was second in the league in the second division but obviously they have to can't stay there up. they can't go up yeah. so listen I'm one of these I'm not one of these oh tradition you can't do that I don't care listen they've been flirting with it with the cup the cup obviously Sunderland under uh, in Newcastle 21's, under 21's took yeah. on Sunderland it, that could be a kind of a precursor to kind of flirt around with it if it means setting up a fifth division I don't give a crap I, I, I'd be for it to be honest I'd be for it what, is it a case though that it's just to suit the top teams so they get like if you look at this this yeah. means Diaz has a chance now he's gone to Real Madrid fair enough mm. but this could be Diaz going to a Bournemouth or Diaz yeah. going to and that, so instead of having a B team which doesn't make anyone else stronger it, this makes the rest of the league stronger if they go to other places so yeah 
if yeah, obviously it's going to be the top teams are going to have a B team without a shadow of a doubt. It suits the top teams, is what I'm saying. And so they can. That's what most they can people take, are going to argue. So they can take in more players, quality players, and and don't even have to play them. I suppose if you were trying to do a four and against the four, could be your Callum Hudson, the Doys, and these guys who, let's face it, we all know it. Players disappear, mm. unfortunately, and never get that. Chance at a top level, they could stick around that bit longer and play in a League Two or a League One and really impress, and either get the promotion straight up or your Stoke or not Stoke, but your Leicester's in the middle table. Go, I want him. He's yeah. got it, and he's already made. I suppose it may. It, you could kind of talk about the the national game. The home players might have a better chance because they're playing competitive. Yeah, but there's a for and against. But it, it, as you, you said, if you are, let's say you are. Borton Albion. <laughs> okay. We just say Borton. Seems, uh, but anyway, if you're at Borton Albion and you're in League Two with Manchester City B mm-hmm. and Manchester City B are Beat squeezing you out <laughs> and you're going, you're, you're getting relegated because of Manchester City. Do you know they'd what I mean? They have to create they're taking, an, they're taking another spot. It, it, uh, that's the only thing. Like, And then how many teams in the Premiership can have that? If oh, there's, yeah. if it there's, might be only a couple. You never know. But... Uh, they all would want one, wouldn't mm. they, surely? So then and then what happens is, see, this is where it's not going to be as easy as you think because obviously this has been around for many years. That's mm. why it's easy in Spain. But what happens if I'm Derby or Middlesbrough and I come up? Uh, is it upon me to kind of, have we to have a second team out? Yeah. Or I want a second team now as well. Does your second team get dismantled? Or is it a case of, right, there you go, there's the eight and yeah. that's it. And we look at it every few years. But I don't want... I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if they were ever seriously thinking about it, genuinely, it would have to be a sec- like another division because now I, I would not want to see, right, the bottom four yous are gone because mm. Liverpool, United, Chelsea and City are getting their reserves in. Like, no one should have to lose their league place just because there is, like, they're getting the B teams. I think it'd be interesting. It could work, but yeah, it's a... Would it's Diaz one. have stayed playing with the B team in League One? There's every chance maybe not. No. There's so, every chance maybe not. But So what I'm saying is you're going to have quality there and if quality's there... It could be the best playing. that our British Academy players could yeah. still be there. So that's yeah. the way they should probably sell So what you're saying is British players are not as good as the foreign players? No, but they, he's obviously going to go back to Spain. There's no denying it. Do you want to play for the, but he's for not the just B going team to Spain, or play for Real Madrid? He's not just going to Spain. Real he's going to Real Madrid. I'm sorry, I'd be like... And I'm Spanish. Pep, I love you, mate. I'm gone. Yeah. So, yeah, that, there's a lot of... I, I'd be more to the other way to you. Mm. You, you. You would be more for it. I'd be more Not necessarily for it. it. It'd be very much like if it happens, no one should suffer in the sense that no team should lose their league place. And if they do do it, they really have to be careful how they set it up. As I said, what if you're championship winning team come up and go well we want our B team in now mm. as well and really try and strengthen us and rubbers like really put a stronghold in themselves yeah. it, it's it's not as it's probably not as straightforward as you think it's probably a lot more trouble than it's worth let's face it I think deep down without getting into it I, I don't think it, I don't think it probably ever will happen no, deep no, down I can't no. see it I think the best you're going to get is that under 21s in the in the the EFL, EFL trophy yeah I, that, I don't think that's a bad thing either. no of course not it's not a bad thing uh, Neil Warnock <laughs> attacked Liverpool he loves Liverpool doesn't over he over Nathan uh, Neil Warnock's been this year has started off very calm very relaxed Until with a team we're not probably not going to do well. We'll probably get relegated. More than likely get relegated. And now it comes then Christmas get time. Then up again. <laughs> comes Christmas time and they're still in it. And they're going, hold on a second. Yeah. We might not get relegated. And now I think he's starting to feel the pressure of, oh, yeah, hold on. He really wants to stay in it. Yeah, he probably thought him. at this stage they might have been 
drifting away like Huddersfield probably are, but they actually they have a well, chance he's of staying up. He's probably thinking, Do you know what? I've probably promised the wife this is my last gig, and this is probably going to be last year. I'll try my best. We'll get relegated. Thank you, everyone. I'll get the sack. Yeah, Good luck. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're in contention. Let's go out on a swan song and stay up. Yeah. So the pressure is there now, and and the fans are probably putting them under more pressure. Yeah. Where he'd probably thought, ah, oh, yeah, sure, we play a few games, we get a few moral <laughs> victories. So <laughs> he's not happy with Liverpool. And not happy with Liverpool. No, and. I can understand it. I do. I can understand. Was it Klein who made the promise, or was it Liverpool? Uh, I think it might have been a bit of both. I think Klein made the initial promise, and then Liverpool never informed them of the move or something. Okay, something along them lines. But so basically, what he's looking for is a phone call. I'd be annoyed. Listen, listen, I think it's. I think. I think it's courtesy Hmm. if someone you're talking to someone already just to ring them back and say, listen. Bournemouth are in. I'd rather play Bournemouth. Yep. Bournemouth, they play really good football. It's nothing against you. I just, I just have that feeling. I want to go there, and he might call you. They're in a better position, sun. and deep yeah. down, he'll probably give out to him. But deep down, he knows it going. If, yeah. I, if I was him, I might yeah. go there yeah. as well. But yeah, everything. I, I, I wouldn't doubt him. I'd say that's exactly what happened. But yeah, I think it was roughly along the lines of Klein gave him the nod going. Yeah, and then when it, Bournemouth came along, and then he go, I'm going there, and then no one told. Yeah. about it and obviously I'd be annoyed and I'd be pissed off you're, you're fighting for relegation like it's like we're spoiled like that's the one thing I was slagging in the office the other day we were talking about United and Liverpool and we were trying to slag each other over stupid things and then I went hold on lads I've watched Sunderland till I die we are spoiled rotten <laughs> yeah. you know when you watch <laughs> what they have to go through and they got relegated and then they got relegated we're spoiled slagging each other over oh we've 20 leagues you've 18 it's not there's no, we've no reason to be slagging each other and poured out leads as well look at them they're rubbish yeah how are you Gary <laughs> <laughs> He's still listening out there. So yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's bad form for for Neil. So yeah, well, I'll be all for that. They also Blackpool. Blackpool <sighs> are in the fourth year. Their fans are in the fourth year of protest. Uh, oh, sure. Against did the club. You, did you see a video? Uh, there was a f- who did they play? It was Arsenal. It was Arsenal. The man sitting on the bus. Yeah, no, there was another guy, and he had the camera in front, and he's walking around the whole ground. And it was like only about twenty minutes to kick off, and he hadn't seen a body for about twenty seconds. He was literally walking around the whole. Uh, length of the outside of the ground there was yeah. no one to be found the average or not a crowd the average it's always in around this now uh, it's about 1500 yeah basically what they're they're giving out about is the fact that when they went to the premiership mm-hmm. they got money that should have set them up the club up for life and it went and nowhere and the uh, Oystons they have lined their, own po- lined their own pockets with the money and the club are struggling and badly now they're rotten. and yeah. now they're rotten and dying and as they said the they have a club there that no one's following now, but our protest because they love the club so much and they're not going watching the football mm-hmm. match, so they're suffering. The say, club are yeah. suffering now. But really and truly, they should have kicked on. Oh, of course they should have. They should have been back down to the championship, challenging. Use the balloon payments yeah. to, to try and buy the best in the championship and stay up there and kind of yo-yo a while and yeah, whatever. So it's, it's sad, but it just goes... Show, like, that's just on the back of what you're saying. Is the rules in place? Is no. there rules in place? There obviously isn't, but there should be rules well, in place actually, that money earned by the club should stay in the bloody club. Yeah, I think there's no... I mean, the owner's... Is the owner's son or is the owner? Mm. Uh, I think the son is more involved now. Carl, he's, yeah, yeah. the original I guy. think he is the he is the chairman now, but he... The son. Yeah. But he's a convicted uh, rapist. And no seemingly, go there's a rule that has been... Uh, Therefore, he shouldn't be running. The he shouldn't be running yeah. the club, right? Right. And the league have turned a blind eye to it. So, uh, this conversation's been happening for the last hour or two. People lining different people's pockets. I know it's much of the same. Let's leave it at that for a minute. Anyway, we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back for the last twenty minutes. Where who knows? We twenty minutes. We're going to fit it all in. 
uh, coming up after this. Welcome back. That was Young Fathers, am I right in saying? Young Fathers and Toy. Yeah. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? That'll kick in in a minute. But anyway, the top 10 shows. Is that it? Oh, do you know what that is? Hold on. (laughs) Thankfully, we're going to talk about something else. Just get up the other one. That's the Late Late Show in America. the remix. Remix. Yeah, baby. It's Friday night. There you go. Yes, the top 10 shows of uh, 2018 have been released on RTE. And the only reason we have that in the background is because obviously the Late Late Toy Show was number one. Now, six of the top 10 were sporting events. And interestingly, the All-Ireland Finals were quite low. What's low? Like, as in, out of the six, I think they were fourth or fifth. So anyway, to start it off, we had the Late Late Toy Show number one. That was obvious. England v Ireland, Six Nations number two. So there's no shock there. Um, then it was the Ireland-New Zealand game. Yeah. Coming up tonight. Then number th- number yeah number four overall, but number three in the sports. Croatia versus England over no the two All Ireland finals. Ooh. Then after that, room to improve. So room an episode of room to improve was above the two All Ireland finals. There you go. In a nutshell. And then after that, it was the All Ireland hurling final number sixteen, Galway Limerick. Number seven was Dublin and Tyrone final. And then <laughs> as I as I discovered, number eight was the RTE one. Uh, the 6-1 news on the 1st of March which turned out snow snow number 9 Ireland Scotland 6 Nations and then number 10 the 9 o'clock news on the same day which was the snow so yeah Croatia and England was above the All-Ireland Finals and then an episode of Room to Improve there you go foreign game foreign game dead (laughs) so it just goes to show you as much as the guys the be on Nindal we still can't help but look at our (laughs) neighbours it's unreal isn't it so there you go let's uh Let's not go Gabo on the background there uh, to a to a tee, but yeah. So interesting times. I was very surprised by it because um, obviously the, the rugby was always going to be taken centre stage. Didn't have numbers, did it? Oh yeah, there's numbers there. Oh, thank you. you just ha- yeah, no, just have a look at numbers because I'm, um, I'm curious to know wh- wh- how many actually watched the. Uh, uh, it was one and a half million for the Late Late Toy Show, just shy of a million for England Ireland. But the two All Ireland finals were roughly uh, eight hundred fifty-four thousand for the hurling and eight hundred forty-one for the football. Is that not? That is poor. For an all Ireland Listen, there's probably more than that. I don't know how they work it out, but I, I'm sure it's more. Do you think people are people watching? Do you think people are watching it on oh, Sky streamings and other other um, Sky services? Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let's face it. So, yeah, and in England it was 924. Okay, so yeah, be interesting. So that's it. Um, Gas dying. Gas dying. <laughs> Although they have brought in. A uh, something new from the foreign game. Uh, panel shootouts were introduced during the week. Really so? Why not? Did you see that? It was down in Mayo defeated Leitrim in a penalty shootout as James Horan's second reign gets off to a winning start. A 4 1 win. That's four goals to one. 
win in the shootout on, at Carrick and Shannon. So borrowing from other foreign sports, it's disgraceful. And disgraceful. They just brought the black card in just tried to be different. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I know, we, lo- we love the guy. Well. Of course we do. But it, it was just very, very interesting that whatever about England, the Room to Improve episode, I, I need to know what one it was and what happened in it because how on earth did was that fifth do you watch Room to Improve I, I only watched one again the other day it was um, your one in the farmhouse in Limerick or Tipperary or whatever she she gave him a 0 out of 10 for his, his initial uh, his initial uh, design and of course she wanted a cabinet with China oh, she was a no way it turned out good in the end but for the first half I, a lot of people weren't too happy with her anyway because I remember the original but anyway it is what it is Flirty Dancing's on tonight as well by the way 10 o'clock on Channel 4 <laughs> other programmes are available <laughs> Um, the BDO darts is on Hold Eurosport. On. The BDO. Oh, dart. sorry. The BDO darts. Yeah. The BDO what is darts. the story? They put a, <laughs> they put a, a, such a sensitive microphone at like, <laughs> one, and then like twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, unbelievable. Look, credit it? where credit's due. It's great crack. It is the second tier, but there's still a few good players. Wes Newton, who was probably in the top ten for a good few years mm-hmm. in 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 the PDC, was knocked out in the first round. Um, so there is a few boys who've kind of flirted with the PDC and gone back, and then there's guys who like being the big fish in the small pond that are still sticking around. Um, but there was a guy, did you see the guy? I, I couldn't get the chance to look at the full story. He comes out in crutches. No. Like proper, proper crutches. And he's a big, huge boot on. He broke his leg or his ankle. There's a big, huge boot on. And I'm like, how the hell? How long did it take him to get up and get the darts? <laughs> did someone anyway, get, get them for him? So he came out with the two crutches, then puts one beside where the water is, yeah. and then he leans on the one up to the hockey and put his boot up against the hockey and then leaned the... The crotch on his, cr- on his crutch, crutch on his on crotch. His <laughs> <laughs> Throws his darts, then grabs his crutch, <laughs> goes up and grabs his darts, and goes back down again. And take, uh, I, I was there a long time in oh, between? Yeah, like it, I, I could only watch two legs. I felt sorry for him, but he had one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I only could. I could only watch two legs and just leave it be. I'd say the other guy is like Jesus Christ. This is taking forever. Completely ruined his rhythm. Oh, right. I have, I presume he lost because we we all would have known about it if he yeah. won. Um, but it was it was terrible funny. But um, just to the, the biggest reason why I want to bring it up. There's a guy called Leighton Bennett. I'm going to say guy. He's 13 years of age. Yes. He won the World Youth Championship. But before he went out, now he went. Uh, he won with an 86.65 average. Solid, you know, not a million miles away from the big boys. Uh, he won five thousand pounds, but before he went out, he had a warm up with Rob Cross, the winner of the previous mm. PDC. He bet him five one. No way, with one hundred and seventeen average allegedly. Up this game, <laughs> <laughs> and then went and then went down. So by all accounts, uh, watch this space. Leighton Bennett, uh, thirteen years old, obviously he's from Wales, uh, and defeated a Scottish guy. I can't think a three 0 So yeah, he could be the new rising star. But uh, very impressive from for that age, and uh, yeah, obviously stuffing Rob Cross is a is a nice little feather in his cap as well. Rising stars. Emma oh, yeah. Doyle made her stunning race debut uh, last week. That's right. As she up, yeah. won at Dundalk a day after receiving her jockey license. It was her, uh, her maiden ride. And. <laughs> what, 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 uh, it was her maiden ride. What? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the 19 year old is studying business in Minute University. And. Did you see the race? Sorry, I'm just gone. Um, yeah. No, I did. Yeah, we put it up, and uh, it was uh, yeah because she finished. Uh, she started at the back. She was 14th, looking back. dead and buried, and out on out in the far left. She was on 20, and just came through 20 to one 
uh, outsider yeah. Northern surprise And she said she didn't even she, There wasn't even a whip out Yeah that The horse just Took off And it beat her father's Main horse <laughs> In the, in the race Even better Yeah uh, so and she said really she's only doing it for weekend work but yeah. she might get a few more jobs from, from the dad anyhow so yeah good ride fantastic for, good ride from Emma <laughs> anyway Michael Michael Johnson the superman that he is uh, the champion sprinter from the 90s and early 2000s 204 he had a stroke there four months ago hey. oh, you, oh, sorry is this news to you I never heard that yeah he, t- he suffered a stroke um the guy is in the fit of still peak fitness. Um, and it was a mini stroke and he made a miraculous recovery and he's spending most of his days now paddleboard, paddleboard and rowing, cycling, running. But he's been talking to the BBC and he just said one or two little interesting points, but they still haven't concluded and he'll probably never probably find the cause. So as here's one or two of his quotes, it's something I've had to come to terms with. If I knew what the cause was, I could potentially do something about it and feel much better knowing that this is what caused it. And he- now I have eliminated that potential issue. Unfortunately, I don't have that luxury. Obviously, that could create a little bit of fear that I was doing all the right things before the stroke. And now am I doing all the right things again, even more? Could it happen again? So, so it's a worry for him. Absolutely. And it's it just goes to show you, especially now uh, and the pressure that a lot of people are going to put themselves under in the new year and do this, that and the other. It just goes to show you that there is no definitive blueprint. Yes, we should eat healthier and be more active. But if you get to that peak level, it's still there for you. There's still potential pitfalls. It's just bonkers. And uh, it's just a bit of an advertisement to say it can happen to anyone at any time in any fit level state of fitness. So get out and drink your brain. <laughs> or, uh, try go and stay healthy. Go, go out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, God love him. So yeah, it, 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 it's something on his brain now when you think, oh, I'm, I'm grand. It was a little mini thing. Let's move on. But yeah, yeah the fear is there. Around. Yeah. Genetic. Absolutely. You don't know what's, what's around. Uh, WWE, the first biggie moved. Did you see who it was? What? Who? The first wrestler jumped from. Oh, the, the new one. Yeah, go on, tell me. Chris Jericho is gone to the AEW, which are Interesting. The, uh, the all elite wrestling. Uh, it hasn't gone down too well with the WWE, but. It's an interesting one because there's a whole load of money and it's just going to be interesting to see who else follows. Because there's going to be, without a shadow of a doubt. And mm. there's guys who are going to be on the periphery or on the way down. They're going to jump across to try and get that few quid. Double wages, whatever and, yeah, it is. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, WWE. Uh, uh, do you know what I tried to get? I tried to watch the other night The, the Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. And YouTube, whatever it is, has ruined the whole thing. You can't watch the full. So then I went on to a site to watch it and... Uh, it wouldn't download for me so I'm going to have to get around to it do you remember that fight? yeah I do the Wrestlemania yeah. 18 I think it was unbelievable fight anyhow watch your eyes all I can't, it's not sport related but it's it's something at home uh, <laughs> it, it, go on tell us somebody's admitting do you remember the fascinating story about Jean Benet Ramsey the six year old kind of beauty pageant girl who yes. was murdered somebody's literally come out and claimed they did it oh so yeah, if you want to look at breaking it, sorry, I was trying to find something else, and that's uh, sorry for bring. I I love to bring uh, rainbows and sunshine on yeah. this sh- on this wonderful. Sh- we we go on to a different story. So Harry Redknapp <laughs> tells us uh, yeah, a, a, a another Jesus brilliant Christ. story. Uh, we click into Harry. Yeah, please do. We went to an Italian restaurant for dinner, 
and I promised my goalkeeper a free pizza, or the owner <laughs> did. Lorenzi <laughs> said, he said, if you keep a clean sheet to the goalie, I will give you free pizza for life. <laughs> and my goalie was a bit well overweight, a little fellow called Ian Lee. We both know the feeling. Stone. He was about five foot ten and about 16 stone. And he's promised him free pizza for life. <laughs> anyway, the following year, I bought I bought the restaurant, and when he came in for some pizza, I went, "Sorry, under new ownership. That's the old <laughs> No more free pizza." And he put in a transfer request straight away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good old Harry. Um, just an interesting one, so we can come back. Um, rugby. Eddie Jones. We all know he's a bit of a. He's Marmite. Well, no, there's no Marmite. Most people are not big fans of him. But an interesting report has come out. Get away there, adverts. An interesting report has come out that an alarming high rates of bad injuries suffered by players while training with Eddie Jones has been revealed. A report into the 2017-18 season revealed that the number of severe injuries that took place during England's training camps left players sidelined for five times longer than the average. Mm. So he's very much like... We train like we do in a game, but that's you live by the sword, you die by the sword. But it was an interesting one. Well, he, he he might live by the sword and die by the sword because it, it, that might damage any potential. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to him, well. but it damages his. Yeah, and there's a long serving abs- absentee as a result of the training with the national team last year. Is bats prop Benno Abano, who has not played since, sustained a knee ligament damage last May. So yeah. High intensity, but they're under a lot of pressure at the moment with rugby. There's been a few deaths in the last couple of months. Uh, there's and been two in France. Know that Is that you or me? wants the same things from their car insurance. With us, other car me. insurance are available. Me. Yeah, other don't car take, insurance don't are available. Them. But uh, yeah, so it's it's under a bit of scrutiny at the minute for uh, more at the youth level, you know. Hence, a bit like American football and American white uh, football or soccer became so popular over there because of the less contact sport. It could eventually start being a bit like that now in, in over here now because like there's two in France and there's been little or nothing said or done about it it's yeah. been ignored and then there's been one or two at an underage level as well so it's do you very think that at some stage there is going to be some sort of padding introduced yeah possibly because uh, like rugby hasn't ch- like the, the game hasn't changed but the shape and the build of the players has changed and even at youth level they're hitting the gyms early and they're bulking up early. So the so power is there, the speed is there. Exactly. Pe- so power they're, and they're speed near adults at yeah. 14 and 15 and there's one or two who aren't developing in the same way and when they've got a big beast steam rolling over them, it's it's very interesting. So they're probably going to have to look at something like that because I don't think in order for the game to stay as it is, they can't take the physical element out of the game at youth level, I don't think, mm. personally. So yeah, that could be something where they have to come up with some kind of protective gear at the youth level in order to keep the game as it is, but just gives them a bit of a better chance to protect themselves before they make the step up. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's the new year, obviously, 2019. Is there, because it's obviously it's start of a new year, so you have everything to look forward to. What are you looking forward to most this year? This year, uh, well, the next five months, really. The league running. Uh, as a Liverpool fan, I have to say that. But to be honest, the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, would be the, mm. would be massive. Obviously, the Six Nations is just a bit of a... It'll be a test. I still, hopefully, they take it just as serious, which I know they will. But the Rugby World Cup for Irish, um, and obviously soccer, I like to think it'll be a bit of a, a brighter scenario for the, for the football team with Mick McCarthy and new management, new ideas, and just a bit freshen up the place because it's, it's been stale but yeah I suppose as a Liverpool fan yeah the next five months is interesting but yeah. it could all go very it could be could a different I'll, situation and I'll have to go for the World Cup yeah I mean obviously the, the Irish international team now is going to give us a little bit more hope so you'll look forward to them but for something that's big 
the Irish international team probably will never have a better chance of yeah. challenging. And it's a home tournament. We need to, well, not we need to, but it, financially for the game and just to have Ireland on our doorstep playing in a major championship, it's a big year. Um, Last so, yeah. one, Celtic investment in Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, very interesting. Why not? Um, it's a it's a two way street. Obviously, a yeah. couple of guys can obviously go over there, but we can could we could they've got some good players, and yeah. you never know. We might get um, what's his name? He's only fourteen, Dembele. Remember the, the oh, superstar? Oh yes, yeah. Maybe yeah, when he yeah. hits sixteen, we can get him over a low for a year. Now, oh, he's yeah. fifteen. Well, maybe next year. He's I don't know a, if there's an he's age. Signed a full contract. That's right. Yeah, you never know. So. You might see him playing in League of Ireland for. Six and it months. just shows you maybe there's that little bit of step up now in the League of Ireland clubs. Yeah, That's and just to quickly mention it because it, it may be something if it gathers legs over the next few weeks and months. Uh, Noah Quinn was soundbiting again during the week, and it's yeah. very interesting. And he's got tongues wagging we can talk about it and it's all well and good but he's got a bit of clout and mm. he knows people and there's this crowd who are in Indonesia and South Africa called Red something but they're an Irish own company with academies and a lot of what he's saying is nice and it's hopefully there's really interested parties who were involved he, that could say, make it interesting he, he's saying things that we've all been saying yeah. for years but now he's but he could do something about structure it. behind you know me and you can talk about it but he could do something about it so it'll be interesting and uh, hopefully it happens or hopefully something happens and it'd be great to see the league really trying to push on and even exciting things like he said tax breaks and stuff so we can maybe try and bring in one or two guys from outside and really drag the, the level up because as I was saying to a friend of mine today like this new European Cup, sh- that shouldn't be our level. Like, we should be consistently trying to compete at, at least group stage at Europa League. Yeah. Not, uh, we've got this other cup, we're guaranteed a, a group spot. That's just keeping the, 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 the little boys at bay. We need to be trying to get in. If we're, like, at the 20th best European nation or 15th best European, we should be at least similar in that in league, in league status as well. So, hopefully, it, it could be something brilliant, but way down the line. Way down the line. But at least there's been pressure yeah. being put on from yeah. someone else inside. People are talking. That's what matters. Game. Okay. Next week, we yeah. will have Lynn Hunter Harvey or Lynn Harvey, whatever she's not bringing any gloves in like that, is she? No, yeah. No, I've told her to come in and uh, t- test you out. Uh, Lynn Harvey, who has this week, only a, a couple of days ago, been announced that she is going to Spain on February the 27th to fight for European title. A European Super. title, yeah. Uh, against the women's Catalina game is Diaz. Yeah. So, uh, a great opportunity for her there. European title, big. Oh, yeah. And so, it's a start. Yeah. And it's a stepping stone. And, you know, your Katie Taylors and a few others, like it's, it, there's proper credibility and people taking it f- for what it is, a, a top sport. And women's yep. boxing is, is serious stuff and it's great to see. And obviously the success of uh, Kelly Harrington as well and a few others to come through. It's brilliant and I can't wait, you know, it'd be great to have her on and see how she's been getting on. And obviously it's going to the start of the camp. The camp. So we better get rid of our donut quick. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Listen, everyone, be good. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.